an interview with Dankness. It's Radio Free Topag, <laughs> and I'm Arthur. And I'm Donovan. And this week, I am extremely excited to tell everybody that we have Simpsons, uh, Simpson Wave Mashup Extraordinaire, Dankness with it. Dankness, how you doing? No, th- thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yes, thank, thank you, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no, how you doing? Thanks so much. Thanks for having me Thanks for being here. Uh, I'm doing great. Dono, how you being? It's been decent. I had a I had a little nap before this and had some uh, fucked up nightmares. Then woke up and thought it was tomorrow, and I missed the interview, but I didn't. So I'm stoked <laughs> about that. I, I can't nap, man. Wine. I can't do it. it. Does my head in doing naps? Really? Sleeping's for nighttime and waking up the next day. If I fall asleep during the day, there's something really wrong with me, and I genuinely wake up thinking it's the next day or something. I don't. I can't do it. Fucking fucking salmon. I get thrown off, and I've like learned this lesson. And yet I continue to I continue to do it because you lay down and then your cat lays on top of your legs and that's fucking it, man. I'm not getting back up. That's <laughs> how that works. Law of nature. Well, so for for folks not familiar with uh, Dankmas, I'm, I'm going to have Dankmas also aka Wade, uh, hey. real, real name. Uh, can you can you describe what it is you do? We've we've watched your Simpsons. Well, first, would you call what it is Simpsons Wave? They're kind of mashing up Simpsons clips into songs. Uh, yeah. You know, I know Simpsons Wave was a trend for a while, but that always struck me as more like vaporwave type stuff with like clips on it. What, I mean, how that's... would you describe what you do? Yeah, well, I mean, that's that's what it that's what it is, I suppose. You know, it is vaporwave where the Simpson wave came into it because um, I it was like 2016 or something that was around, and I I remember lots of people would link it to me because I'm nuts about the show and all my mates are, um, and kind of the reason why I started doing my thing was no one was using the references, and that's our favorite bit is the funny words, you know, the the mm-hmm. genius writing and such, um, so. Um, I I wouldn't say mine's very vapor wavy. It tends to be just really dank and like electronic as heck. <laughs> um, Dance, dancey for sure. Yeah, it's and it's it's just really dumb, and that's why I really like it because it's just you know dumb is fun. Uh, <laughs> I'm just, yeah, just I mean, it. I didn't think it would turn into this though. That's the thing. Like the first couple that I made were all made on my iPad, which I use for like sight reading music at gigs and for teaching and such. They were just for a bit of fun to share with like fellow bandmates because we'd be on uh, we'd be on gigs together and we just joke around. What if this remix was sorry? Uh, what if this reference was turned into a remix or something? And then I'd go and do it. Um, and at the time, uh, Bill Oakley, you know, 2016, like the whole steamed hams thing hadn't happened yet. And I mm. made a steamed hams one and sent it to him, and he immediately put it on his own Twitter and said like, you know oh wow this is great and people asked if i'd make another and now it's been three years <laughs> and it's still it's still going so yeah that's that's it it was they were all made on garage band on an ipad with imovie uploaded straight from the ipad like no computer touched those things and <laughs> yeah it was just meant to be dumb and it still is but there's more people watching it you oh, used that's, that's my, rules. my absolute favorite moment from any Simpsons episode, which is uh, when he goes to Crazy Vaklov's place of motors and gets, <laughs> and gets a new car. Yes, yes. And the dude's still trying to sell it to him. He's like, oh, yes, you know, 300 hectares on a single tank of kerosene. Like, kerosene? <laughs> like, it's beautifully written. Like, kerosene? So <laughs> I don't know if I've ever held kerosene. Like, oh, man. 
Um, yeah, well, I, I, I love fixing up old cars as well. So I've actually got a friend of mine who has like wacky little mobilios like that where, you know, like the transmission, you shift with a foot pedal on the ground kind of thing. And like yeah. it's air cooled. So the heater, when if you want hot air in the car, it literally opens up a vent that airs, it pushes air around the engine and then back <laughs> into the compartment. So it's like, there, warm air for you. And it's just pure fumes. But it's like, but you're not cold, right? And I'm like, whoa. It, as it shakes down the road. From the fumes, but <laughs> yeah. Hey, you, yeah. Can't, you can't feel the cold if you're asleep. That's a that's a good strategy. No. Literally designed by Vaclav himself. <laughs> Man, two cylinders it was. It had two pistons, half a liter engine, and it just had like a top speed of No. It would do sixty mile an hour because the car only weighed um four hundred kilos. <laughs> so it was very scary. <laughs> Um, so that's why, like, yeah, the putting H scene rings really true with me because we've played with those machines and you've got to go out and push them sometimes. <laughs> Put it in H. <laughs> well, so I got I to gotta ask, too. Uh, so Dankfuss is based in, you said Adelaide, Australia? Yeah, Am I saying yeah. that right? Yeah, yeah, South Australia. Well, so I say, like, I follow a lot of Simpson shit posting pages. I was a huge fucking fan growing up. Oh, I watched so that shit all the time in middle school. But I've seen, like, a lot of these meme pages, like, Rock Bottom is the big one. Mm. A lot of them come out of Australia. Is there is there something with Australia in The Simpsons? Or do you think that's more of a coincidence? Oh, man, it must be a coincidence. Because, like, it is massive down here. Like, you know, so I've, I've got, like, an old Harley la- that I like to keep running. So I'll be going into Harley places to get some bolts and bits and whatnot. And, no, like, the dude will come and go, all right, mate, that'll be a $10 reduce, thanks. You know, it's like... <laughs> just said without a flinch and he'd just be big like you know like tradesman kind of dude it's like really ingrained around here what i didn't realize was how big it is in the uk it's gigantic mm. in the uk like my the beautiful thing is like i can see where all my watches and listens are all coming from and the biggest city at the moment spotifying my stuff is london by like then <laughs> it's chicago next so like it's gigantic in the UK. I had no idea it was this enigma. I've got people in Bolivia, like, tuning in as well. It's crazy show. <laughs> Can't believe it. <laughs> 30 years. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, like, I'm, I'm really hip to your guys' like, pop references and, like, you know, US history. Like, you know, George Washington. Like, I know more about US history than I know of my own history, just from the show. Um and we just have none of the products that you guys talk about in things or any of the fast food chains. It's all an enigma here. What the fuck is a Wendy's? Well, they, they've got the one-off episode uh, about Australia, which I think Rock Bottom has turned successfully into like three years of memes. Oh, fucking, yeah. Uh, Knifey Spoonie. What's the... Yeah, and what's the, what's the kid's name? Fucking Tobias! Tobias! dollars he does. It was an emergency call from the International Drainage Commission in Springfield. I adore the, the, um, the I'm trying to use quotation marks with my hands here. The Australian accent is yes. like a genius. Uh, well, it's a great privilege because that's the first country they went to um, oh. outside of the US was Australia. Like we were first. So it's like, man, that's a high honor. Like, we, you know, we're the king of memes. We are a meme land. So of course they'd come here. Interesting. <laughs> Snakes and spiders for all. <laughs> the fucking the fucking dream. 
Well, so I, I got to ask you too, on top of uh, just like getting into it, uh, being the Simpsons and, and, and why you kind of went in that direction. Mm. Like, how do you, so cre- like creating one of your songs that you make, it usually comes from one episode, I get the impression. Do you kind of like find a line that you're like, this is fucking hilarious. Like, uh, what, what, what's the Mo one? He's, uh, he's on the lie detector. Dinner with friends, <laughs> yeah. dinner yeah, alone, yeah. watching TV alone. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. So do you kind of spoke to me? Do you kind of find a tra- like a line like that and build it around that, or do you do you have a different way of kind of that one? I the, did. The I mean, they're, they're all they're all different. So it's like uh, I mentioned, Mr. Thompson. That one destroyed me for a good month um, because, like, because um, I don't know how long I'm going to be able to do this for. Like anything, you know, it all has to end. You know, like a lot of people argue that you know the new simpsons you know it's still going you know, people would rather it finish i i couldn't care to be honest i don't mind i got my fill out of it but um so I, yeah it, hey it keeps keeps all those amazing writers and animators in in work forever it's like well they deserve it they make like this amazing show but um in terms of process like uh quite often i've been doing polls where like i pick out four different funny references i have no plans for any of them and just say you guys pick and then i'll pick the winner just for that kind of um uh i don't know like just to make it exciting so i don't know what i'm doing you know um because i i've my my musical background is you know it's all i did at school you know right up until 17 18 and then i went to like an arts college for three years um, I was really fortunate to get like a hundred out of a hundred from my drum recital and they just said, go to university. So I went to that and did the whole jazz course, um, elder conservatorium, like the full elitist jazz degree kind of thing, free jazz gigs, all that sort of thing. Um, and then I've just worked the pop gigging scene for ages. I did a little bit of TV work. I've done a little bit of stadium work um, and just like, basically being like the gun for hire kind of thing. Like, like person's coming in doing like a little bit of a tour of sorts. So book me to run along and do it. And so I've done all these weird gigs and all these different genres, like salsa bands, crazy Greek bands. Like they're fun because the food is so good. (laughs) Oh my God. Everyone's just yelling. (laughs) It's really good. Um, And so I've, I've become very musically unfussy. Like, when I was a teenager, all I listened to was like Metallica and Dream Theater, like really heavy. <laughs> and then, as when I was at the arts college, I was listening to a lot of Gorillas and like electronic stuff. Yeah. And then I went full crazy with the jazz degree thing. It was all like Miles Davis and Coltrane and Thelonious Monk stuff. And I've come out of all of it just not caring what I what I listen to anymore. So. Just having people throw suggestions at me and I just have to make it work is what I get a real kick out of and why I do the live streams now as well. It's like, let's do it in front of people. Let's, like, figure this out as we go. But, um, like, Dinner Alone, yeah, I, I, I knew I wanted to use Dinner of Friends, Dinner Alone, watching TV alone, and then with delay, all right, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> it was, I, I knew it was going to be that, and then I just had to figure out the rest. It's, I usually write the bass lines first and then... Like layer it up from there, kind of thing, and then it's a bunch of clips of like the Simpsons characters at their absolute worst, like Smithers in a pile of garbage <laughs> yeah. in his apartment and coughing of cigarettes. Yeah, because I mean it's dinner alone. Like it's a yeah. you know the whole video is just like this Mo just 
pathetically trying to flex in front of two strangers of whom he's never going to talk to again. There's nothing to gain and everything to lose. And he lost everything. <laughs> you know? Seriously. <laughs> it's, it's beautiful how they set him up. Like, they've just chained him down and he's just kicked off. And, yeah, so you know, I love the scene so much. So that, yeah, I guess my favorite scenes turn into my better ones. You know, put it in H, you know, I was really happy with that one because I love that scene. Like, it's just so good. <laughs> Me and my dad yell "put it in H" all the time at each other. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, same. Like you know, because we're dropkick musicians, we've had a lot of broken cars, and we push them off the road and put it in H. Just trying to make light of a <laughs> dreadful situation, really. I'll, I'll tell you too. I, uh, I I think I I was telling you before we were on the show. I found you through the the Mister Thompson uh, video. Which I think was on Simpson shit posting. I found it somewhere on Reddit and just went down a wormhole. I think I've watched every single one of your videos. Oh wow! But my thing, I'll my thing I'll tend to do is uh, if I'm coming back from like bars with people and it's in that like end of the night period where like it's it's too late to go do anything else, but everybody's you know nobody wants to go home. You're gonna chill and drink and talk and stuff. Yeah, I'll just go through your fucking videos and having that playing in the background. Oh. And people, even friends of mine who don't know The Simpsons too well, are like, "This is this is really good. What is this? Because it, it is good fucking music. Like, it, oh, it is, well, I, I would dance. I to really this appreciate shit, but you got it. I mean, the, uh, I, I play drums. Oh, for sure. I've never written. This is my first time writing music. I was dead last in arranging and composing at the jazz course. I was like the peanut gallery of like." Oh, look, the drummer's turn to show everyone his arrangement. So, what have you done, huh? Oh, you've even spelled your name right. You know, and I get, like, barely, you know, I just can't write jazz stuff. I really wanted to, but I just couldn't. So I got lucky with meme-tastic electronic music. Who would have thought? It fucking works, man. It fucking works. I'm so glad. Yeah, it's it's taken a while to get my confidence up where I can sit and just kind of take a compliment. It's a big problem with the jazz course, like talking with a friend last night. It's like, we, we don't take compliments very well. It's, oh, it's like the, oh, I'm going to go full Simpsons geek on you. It's like when Marge is learning to paint again, you know, and she mm. goes and gets, like, you know, where, where she paints Ringo Starr. And she's, like, talking to her art teacher, like, oh, if only I had a supportive teacher like you. He goes, Marge, please, I don't take praise very well. <laughs> and storms off. <laughs> so to go full nerd, Simpsons geek on you there, it's, it's, it's poisoned my brain. Well, speaking of going full <laughs> Simpsons geek, I, I had something that I found that I wanted to, to, to see if you could smash this out of the park. I wanted to hit you with, uh, with a few Simpsons trivia questions. Uh, oh, no. Now, on this website, it is multiple choice, but seeing as how you're a super fan, I think you're going to get them. I have so uh, much to lose. Without the multiple choice. Okay. <laughs> All right. And if this doesn't go well, I'm going to edit it out. Doesn't matter. But anyway. No, who cares, man? <laughs> it's, it's all fun. Okay. Who are the only characters on The Simpsons with five fingers on each hand? <laughs> Uh, God is one of them. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, Jesus too. He's in that same yes! one. Oh my yes! god! <laughs> Very fucking nice. Cool. Uh, <laughs> you're you're in it now. Here it comes. <laughs> what motel is located in Springfield? More accurately, what's the name of the motel in Springfield? Oh wow. Um, is it the sleazy inn 
It is the Sleep Easy Motel. Oh, there you go. Yeah, it's, it's hard to tell because the sign's always easy, flashing yeah. and blinking. That is true. That is true. <laughs> it never works. Uh, let's see. Here's here's another one. Who was Bart's best friend named after? Named after. So that's like like inside out knowledge of like outside the show kind of thing. Or is it mentioned in the show that Millhouse's name has a? Ooh. Uh, I'll give you I'll give you a hint here. It is the sure. middle name of an important figure in American history. Barack Obama. <laughs> <laughs> yep, you know Hussein yes, Van Houten. I, <laughs> no, I have no idea. I have no R- idea. <laughs> Richard Milhouse Nixon. <laughs> what? His no middle idea. name is Mil- Richard Nixon's middle name is Milhouse. <laughs> is oh my it? God. That's great. <laughs> well, I'm glad to know this knowledge. I'm disappointed in myself, but man, I was, I was never going to get that. <laughs> I give you, I give you two out of three on that. I think the flashing sign counts for it. That's a pass. I'm fucking stoked to hear to hear Nixon's middle name was fucking uh, Millhouse. Yeah, I don't know that that adds something nice in the world for me. All right, one final question. Here we go. Here we go. Mm. Millhouse Van Houten. It's been a very Milhouse-centric quiz here. <laughs> Good. Uh, Milhouse Van Houten is one of the few residents of Springfield with which of the following features? I'll, I'll give you the multiple choice on this one. <laughs> yeah. Two left feet, five fingers, we know that's not it, eyebrows, or purple hair? Oh, jeez. I'm gonna have to... Um... Oh, I'm gonna have to go with um, uh, eyebrows. He does have eyebrows. <laughs> it's like his, it's his main defining feature. So he, right on. So he flexes it's, them too. Yeah, it's like all well, the time with them. What an interesting quiz! It's got these like you need incredible meta knowledge to the point where you've researched it, and then total surface level knowledge as well. It's like, here's here's one that I have. There's no way in hell. What was Homer called in the Arabic version of The Simpsons? <laughs> oh, because I watched that version. Only all true the time. Simpsons fans will know. Only the, true Simpsons fans go to Saudi Arabia and watch The Simpsons. <laughs> I'm the not answer a is, true of fan. course. The answer is, of course, Omar Shemshun. I like that. Omar. Yeah. Omar. Yeah. Omar that Shemshun. Works. Yeah. That works really good. <laughs> smart smart writers i like that all right i think we i think we pass you on the uh simpsons uh knowledge trials uh we'll have two more trials along the course of the episode uh one physical challenge uh, and of course a, a challenge of the soul towards the end and uh <laughs> yeah if you if you pass through them we'll put you on the rftb pantheon how's that sound it sounds wonderful <laughs> Well, fucking right on. Before before we get into the relationship questions uh, we got here, Dankmas, we gotta we have to ask you our traditional guest question uh, for everybody we have on. We always ask. Uh, so, what is the most embarrassing, uh, funny, or maybe just shitty relationship or dating experience uh, you've ever had? <laughs> um. I don't know, you know, this is one of those really little ones that, you know, like, you do, like, a small thing and you don't even think... I mean, this is going to be just so surface level and just so throwaway, but for some reason it keeps coming back in my mind. 
you know, like when you're, when you're young and you don't really know anything and you're just kind of sitting together in a room and I was just kind of just sitting there tapping on my leg. She looked, why do you do that? And I just quickly answered and very honestly, oh, sorry, I do this when I'm bored. And she was so <laughs> horrifically offended that sitting her was just that friggin' boring. <laughs> you know, that look on her face, as it was like when, um, oh, if you excuse me, all this talk has made me hungry. And just bites into that lemon and it just curls <laughs> up like that. I got that look and I was like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> it just haunts me to this day. It was like 10 years ago. And it haunts me to this very day. See, it's yeah, so surface are. level. I mean, because I was, I was really into her as well. And I just offended her with just a brush of my hand. Just like that. And I've just, I've just never... See what I mean? It's not even that embarrassing. But for me, I don't know why. I just found it like, oh, shit. I, f- I fucking feel that. I would ruminate on that shit. Yeah, you know, it's was like... Was there pe- a happy ending to this? No, <laughs> I'll leave it at that. <laughs> uh, like a cancer, it festered and boiled until it was, you know, even if you cut it out, you'd lose half the person. So, you know, it was fine. <laughs> well, fucking A, good, uh, good answer. Well, how do you feel, uh, Dankmas? And I'll, I'll also ask Arthur over there, make, make sure you're doing all right. How do we feel about answering some other folks' questions? I feel good about it. <laughs> Excellent. Well, so first off, uh, we take you to the anonymous question box. Asking all them questions. Asking all them questions. Why you asking all them questions? Making statements. Us who? Asking all them questions. Asking all them questions. Why you asking all them questions? Making statements. Us who? Which for new listeners or those of you with short memory, uh, is the place where you as a listener can type in your question, have us read us on the show, and uh, and respond to it. And uh, we got Dankmas to help out with that too. This week we got four questions. Uh, I'd say at least one of these Dankmas is, is specifically for you. Um, if you are out there and you'd like to, you know, throw your question in the future, you can find the, the link to the question box at our bio on Instagram, or you can go to our website, radiofreetotebag.podient.co, and, uh, look for that sidebar. It says something about asking a question, click it, type it in the box, no account needed, it's anonymous, and then we'll read it on the show. So I'm going to start one, uh, I'm going to start with the one for Dankmas here. Which uh, verbatim is why does Dankmas only do Simpsons? <laughs> yeah, uh, people ask me that quite often. Um, well, it's like um, I I used to not do that. I used to do it for just anyone that I liked. Uh, you know, H three H three. Like my, uh, do you know H three H three very much? Like Ethan and Ella. Yeah, it's a he's pretty big. Yeah, pretty big. Um, I am. Yeah, like my steamed hams track was actually originally written for him. And them, and it was called Chub and Tuck instead. It's the track. The backing track is basically identical. And then um, everyone on the H3H3 subreddit despised it, <laughs> so I turned it into Steamed Hands, <laughs> and it did noticeably better. So, um, yeah, all my all my really early ones were just of whatever I liked, and I love The Simpsons, and so I ended up making more of them than any others. And then when Bill Oakley retweeted one of them and people chimed in saying, oh, man, make another one, then I just went, oh, screw it, I'll just run with this. You know, I tried, You know, I made a JonTron one. JonTron subreddit despised it. <laughs> and uh, which one else? I made a couple <laughs> other ones and people just didn't dig them at all. And so I turned, I remixed them into Simpson ones and they did a lot better. And so, um, and I guess as, as a music student doing the whole jazz degree such and whatever, 
it's really fun having a really specific project. Like as soon as people walk into it, they know exactly what it's about. It's not, yeah. and it makes picking something to do so much easier. Cause if you could do anything, then it's really hard to pick what to do. But mm. if we're just working within one kind of medium, you know, like, you know, it's all, I, my favorite part of the channel is the chat section, all the comments. I don't know who started it where everything has to have dank in it. I don't know where that came from, but bless them because people have now got this contest of just trying to get the word dank into all these references. And it's really cool because it's like people are referencing from other episodes and like the, because it's only one thing, it's really easy to make it this hotbed of just, you know what I mean? Like if it was just an open forum, it'd be, I don't think that environment would exist. No, definitely. And I don't the, know if that at makes the same sense. Time, <laughs> no, it does. No, no, no. I, I, Very I insightful. Feel you. But at the same time, like we were saying, there's 30 fucking seasons of The Simpsons, so it's not like you're limited to like... They're still making you know, it. very small pool of material. Yeah. yeah. It's still going. I feel that. <laughs> For the foreseeable future as well. <laughs> yeah. Well, I do know the classic ones, are, you know, it's like oil, isn't it? Once you've dug it out the ground, that's it. Like, you know, once it runs out, it runs out. So it's part of why I tend to just stick to one episode per track is... I really do want to make sure I get everything out of it. And, and, and I don't know, like when you're writing music, it's fun to have rules because then you can bend the rules a little bit. It's like my snrub track. That's when I just threw that rule away and just like pretended that, you know, snrub is an alien and that whole thing just because I felt <laughs> like, it, you know, it had all this alien footage that I could work with and I was never going to use it in any other context. So yeah, by by having those rules, it's fun to push against them. And who knows in the future if I do another track that isn't Simpsons related, it'll be a big deal for some reason, instead of just like a normal thing. Hmm. Right, right on, right on. We got three other questions in here. One of these, I need to check with you, Dank. This is if this is a reference specifically to you or a Simpsons reference that I'm missing. <laughs> uh, only who can prevent forest fires? <laughs> Yeah, that's a Simpsons reference. Yeah, nice. that's um, when the Homer. Oh, here I go, full Simpsons geek. Going, they're going. <laughs> um, Mr. Burns has a fire alarm drill at the plant, and they fail it miserably. So he sets up a retreat in the hills, like out in the winter hills. Like yeah. first one to the cabin gets the so and so. And cheating so is he, a gift man gives himself. Yes, <laughs> everyone loves a good sit. And um, so Homer brings his family. Did, did you bring your family, Simpson? Uh, yeah, I thought I was supposed to. And so they're just killing time in just the area. And there's nothing to do. And there's this big bear like, who can prevent forest fires? And the two buttons are you and me. And he goes, you press me. <laughs> no, you press you. Referring to me. The correct answer is you. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's i need to do oh man that's not even on my list shit i've got a oh, list man i've got a list of like uh references to do um there'll be no tears there is dankness for years like there's so much left to do um oh where is sorry i need to put this in while i remember otherwise it's just going to be a fever dream uh, <laughs> prevent <laughs> forest fires That'll be on a poll one day. <laughs> yes, sir. Nice. Well, there we go. We got an exclusive tip on uh, upcoming Dankmas work is the uh, is the fucking forest fire sample. Good, good times. <laughs> the correct answer is you. 
I can I've been, hear. I've been going back the the past couple of days and uh, going through like the Golden Age Simpson stuff. God, it's, it's been a while. I had you know I went middle school is when I was really into this shit. I had another like resurgence in the middle of college. We're back yeah. through round three of this. I got to put right. this on my list to uh, to check out because it's always fucking good. It's so good going back to it because I was a kid. Like, I was born in 1990. And so, like, you know, season five and six, I was just, like, five or six years old kind of thing. And so, you know, I I thought the show was genius on the kiddie surface level stuff they put in yeah. to entertain me. Sick. And now I've grown up and understand the adult jokes and go, oh, my God, this is genius. So <laughs> I'm enjoying it more now than I ever have. Like, it's it's so good. <laughs> same man i was always worried i'm like i've seen these episodes but it's like there's this whole layer that i missed out on on account of i was fucking 10 sitting in my parents basement didn't know who henry kissinger was yeah and it's like oh fuck yeah it's almost like a new series <laughs> yeah that's it itch in eyed Belinda. he's a nazi get him <laughs> never understood that my dad would be belly laughing over his uh, over his chair and i'm sitting there as a kid going Oh, it's good they beat him up then. It's like, oh, <laughs> idiot, stupid kid. I, As a kid, I thought the Simpsons episode was awful when I was really little because I'm going, we don't do that. We don't call it this and that. I didn't understand what satire was. And now as an adult, I can watch it and go, oh, my God, this is high praise for us, like that they made this awesome episode about this country. You know? <laughs> the fucking what is the booting flag? Yeah, <laughs> people fly that around here, man. That is pride. Oh, like man. that's the that's the rock bottom thing. That, that's yeah, like a big fucking people take item. it to the cricket. You're like you'll see in the stands, like people <laughs> with the big ass and the boot flag. Like we are a meme land, man. Have your bowl of spiders and start your day. That's beautiful. That rules. That's beautiful. I need to get one of those, man. But the postage is always so expensive down here, so I'll never do it. You gotta, you gotta check, because Rock Bottom, I know, is based in Australia. You might actually have luck with that, because I've had the reverse issue. I'm like, some of this shit is fucking rad, but I think it, it comes out of Australia, so I got that fucking issue. Getting to Portland's gonna be uh, an arm and a leg and, uh, and a boot. Get it on account of the boot on the flag. That's pretty fucking good. So Somebody write kid, that down. I, I hated the booting as a kid, but today it's the best thing in the world. And it's this Mad Max-looking guy, like... He's like shirtless with ripped denim shorts on. Like, yep, that's that who rest, that's who they bring in Parliament. You know. <laughs> All right, we got we got two more in here. Uh, we are fully transitioning to the relationship questions at this point. Dagmas, mm. I think this is from one of your folks. This first one: My girlfriend hangs out with her ex boyfriends a lot. She says they're her only friends. Am I flipping out about nothing? Mmm. Well, I mean, it's like with everything, like context is key, isn't it? Like, yes. you know, it's like, how definitely, how did they definitely. how did they meet each other? Like, if they were friends for years and then it was a relationship and then it's fallen away again, I think that's a little bit different than, say, like, being like this quick hookup and like, oh, let's see if we can make this work. It just burns out, like, because, you know, you've just brought two people together at a whim and then they're always hanging around each other because they got nothing else to do. And That's it was bit, six weeks ago, and you guys just started yeah, doing two weeks like, ago. Yeah, that can be destructive, you know, just from being, you know, bored. I guess you know, you just go hang out with people who might not be good for you. But um, yeah, <laughs> that's the thing with a lot of these relationship questions. Like, you know, context is just so much, you know, and you can only look at it the surface level they give you. So 
that doesn't really help with an answer. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I think that's important. They just got to, I'd say there's two main components to this. One is that, that context of it. Are they, you know, and are they hot? Is it being hidden? Dating. Is it like, is this also, friendship being hidden from the relationship? You know what I mean? It's like, are they sneaking out to go hang out because like, it's like, oh, I better not tell my partner that I'm hanging out with my ex kind of thing. Like, is that uh, in the suit? that. Because that, cause that's a whole other issue. And that's the, the second component I was going to talk about here is that it, there's a trust factor here. And granted, I don't know, like we were saying, there's certain situations where if this is super recent, even if you trust your ex and they were, you know, seeing this person fucking six weeks ago, you at least know that other person probably has some other motivations. And that that's just kind of fucking weird. Mm-hmm. I think you got to give some fucking time between ending something. Um, but if it's something that's been longer going, you know, and, and like you were saying, Dankness, if this is like an older, this is somebody they were friends with for years, dated for a bit, and then they're still friends and all that. Yeah. Very different. And you can't, you can't just be in there telling them to cut these people off. Uh, yeah. But what it comes down to, if, if you're flipping out about this, if you're dating this person, you got to fucking trust them, you know, and they're yeah. being honest about it. They're not sneaking around. You, you just kind of have to have that as a given. And if there's no actual context that make you feel uncomfortable here you just gotta fucking trust your partner and if it turns out hey they're like seeing one of these people then just get the fuck out of there that's all you yeah. gotta do then you yeah. did the right thing in that situation by trusting your partner uh they did the wrong thing by betraying that trust so like don't let Bingo. your trust don't let your trust get all beat up from that um the other thing i was the transparency thinking, as well like yeah you know, if it's being openly discussed it's like hey i'm hanging out with so-and-so or you just go i'm going out for a bit see ya <laughs> Nelson, I'm going going out for a week. See ya. (laughs) (laughs) I was also thinking, um, let me collect my thoughts here for a second. What was I thinking? Regardless of the circumstances or whatever, it might be important to kind of let your feelings be known, but in a non-judgmental way, just be honest with them about how, uh, this is making you somewhat uncomfortable, but kind of frame yeah. it as like it's it. This very much could be a me issue. Um, yeah, just just getting that out there so that there's no confusion about like because if they read like resentment on you and then don't have a context for where that's coming from, that can be really jarring in a relationship. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, you don't want to be like a one a one person echo chamber, you know, where you're just repeating your own anxieties to the point where they explode on someone with no other context. Someone just sees you every day and goes, "Hey, how you doing?" Yeah, I'm fine, but inside the head is like, <laughs> you know, to be self aware that you're not just exploding on someone with these like anxieties and such. So, gotta let them out. Yeah, for sure. And I think that's a thing with like a lot of issues and relationships. If you are feeling something and it's weighing on you, then it's worth it's worth bringing it up before it gets to that point. Yeah, it's important. But like Arthur was saying, just 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 frame it with that context. Don't be fucking out here accusing them of doing things. Just be like, hey, I'm feeling this way. Is this just me? What are your what are your thoughts here? Yeah, but I, I think this I think this is going to be fine. I understand the anxiety here, but just fucking talk about it. And yeah. I don't know. I, I don't think that's that abnormal. Maybe she don't have a lot of friends in the area. I don't. I don't fucking know. A yeah. lot of my friends are people I dated in the past, and that and that can be good and normal. But yeah. like we've been saying, the only way you could know that is if you, if you talk to her and get the context here. True that. Me. All right, nailed it, gang. We even got a Simpsons reference in on that. We're fucking. <laughs> we're fucking trucking this episode. <laughs> <laughs>
All right, this uh, this last question box question here is a, is a bit of a longer one. Uh, so let's just get right into it. I recently found out that one of my closest friends is the other woman, trademark, for some context. About a year and a half ago, my friend went through a horrible breakup. Her boyfriend of five years, they lived together for three of those years, straight up walked out and she didn't see it coming at all. It absolutely ruined her. She had some mental health issues in the past, but this sent her all the way down, and she legit became an alcoholic. Skipping work, stomach issues, hallucinations, the whole deal. She was able to get that under control after she went to a doctor, who told her she would fucking die if she didn't stop, and has been sober for almost nine months now. She started talking to this guy who would help talk her through these things when she was having trouble staying sober early on. But at some point, their conversations became more than friendly. He makes her happy, but the thing is, he has a wife and kids. He never made that a secret because they were just friends to begin with, but now they don't talk about it. His wife also has no idea. They live in different states and have never met, but she's absolutely attached to this guy, and they talk every day. He is in the military, so that's not why he's not with his family. She has no illusions of them ever being together or even meeting in person, but she isn't talking to or looking for other guys because of this guy and because she has anxiety trusting and starting new relationships because of how her last relationship ended, and she'll be broken up about the end of this relationship too. Frankly, I don't give a fuck about this guy or what he's got going on in his life, but how can I support my friend through this? Unfortunately, we don't live nearby, so I can't hang out with her or help her meet people, but I also don't want to take away the emotional support she's getting from this guy who she thinks is the only good thing in her life. What should I do? Wow, that's heavy. That's Yeah, that is. Yeah. No, you gotta feel for people who are in those positions, you know, like, you know, five years is a long time. Like you really get, you know, bedded into like living with that person, you know what I mean? Especially if you just comes and disappears and you've just been you know pulled out of the soil roots hanging out and just you know put somewhere else and you can go to a real dark place off of a, a much shorter and less serious kind of relationship than five years of live you know three years of living together and five years of being together so um i'm happy that she's that she's sober that's a big deal yeah Good big for time. Her. i think you just you know you just rot from the inside out you know with alcoholism yeah. Um, <laughs> um oh man it's i mean the the c word comes up context not the other c word but um it's like <laughs> with um fucking strands <laughs> <laughs> see you next tuesday um <laughs> like you know we, we you know we don't know what they're talking about you know if it genuinely i mean because c- it is hard because you know to be you know, if it was another woman she was talking to this much about the exact same stuff, would anyone think that a relationship was going to come to it? You know, is it, mm. you know, is is she genuinely, like, as she says, like, this isn't for a relationship they have never planned to meet. Same way that I look forward to talking to any of my friends, you know, and we just chat every day about, you know, Simpsons and any other garbage. You know, it's uplifting just having someone to chat to at some point. Um, you know, they talk every day. How much is that? You know, I've got friends who I talk to every day, but it's just like a, hey man, check out this dank meme. And he goes, ooh, that's a dank one. All right, see you around. <laughs> and that's it. But on the surface, if someone asks, how, how often do you message him every, how often do you message him? And I'd say, oh, every day. 
And then people think, oh, he's obsessed with this guy. It's like, <laughs> yeah, but I send him one dank meme a day. So, um, yeah, like, is if she truly is like 100% like, yeah, we this is just a friend that I talk to. Um, and also, um, you know, how she's not looking for other men at the moment. Does she need a man in her life at the moment? You know, five years is a yeah. long time. What if she genuinely is just having a cool down lap where it's just like, you know, I don't care. I don't give a damn. And I'm just, you know, being sober would be just the biggest hobby of your life. I mean, to make it sound, you know, like not to use the word hobby, but, you know, you literally got to pour your life into it to, to help that. You know, that's probably her greatest project at the moment, let alone trying to pick up another long-term relationship. Right. No, I, th- I think that's I think that's a really good point. And uh, so, but I, I get the, I don't know, you're saying here as her friend that you're thinking this is more than friendly. And it is, it is like somewhat of a sketchy situation, but I think dang, was you're making a, you're making a good point here because I mean, that's a fucking healthy thing to do to not be trying to start a relationship when you're in this first process of sobriety, you dated mm. somebody for five years and I, I, but that is also like a difficult place I think for a lot of people to empathize with, especially the combination of those two things at the same time. I reckon most people haven't been in that situation and so if you're kind of from a, a third party here looking at this, I think it looks a little bit more sketchy than it does on the or than it necessarily is. On the other hand, though, the fact that you specified more than friendly, I would wonder what the extent of that is. Yeah, if this is like a mildly flirty thing. OK, like that's that could be a little bit weird. But, you know, as long as you're not fucking seeing each other and, and this isn't like a full on emotional cheating situation. I don't know. That's not the worst thing. But if you mean more than friendly, like they're fucking swapping nudes and she's yeah, not seeing other right, people because right. she is set that like this is fulfilling. It isn't just her wanting to be single. This is her fulfilling that need for like a like an emotional kind of partnership here. That's where that becomes a problem, obviously. Yeah. I mean, and so, like in inside jokes with people as well, you know, like um you know, there could be a level of irony to it that, you know, someone looking from the outside doesn't understand. They look and go, oh, that's really cuddly, cute, you know, talk, but they're just shit talking kind of way. <laughs> like, you know, like on, like some of my friends on stage, you know, like we'd just be being idiots, like trying to just be uncomfortable around each other, like doing the whole like baseball style slap on the butt thing. Like, nice set, man. Thanks, my lover. And we just walk off just because we're being, because we're just jaded entertainers and we're just having fun. And people look and go, you two are friendly. It's like, yeah, 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 yeah. We're best friends. And then he'll chime in because we're always on stage bantering like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This guy's my everything. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, and we're just being idiots. But if you looked at it on the surface level, you'd be like, oh, they're friendly. I mean, we went to the DMV once and the cashier, not the cashier, the clerk behind the desk genuinely thought we were gay. Because we were just so bored in the queue, we disinvented this scheme to get a laugh out of the attendant. You know, like, how can we get a laugh out of this person? And then, so you yeah, made we... out furiously. No. no, no. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we just sucked face for 15 minutes. I mean, that's my license photo now. Because we just wouldn't stop. And so they just, they just took the photo. Um, and so, if, you know, if I get carded going into a venue, I've got to bring him along so the photo looks the same, you know. <laughs> Of course, I'm full. See, see what I mean? I'm full of shit. We're just having fun. So, like, um, not to, you know, so, like, yeah, you know, back to the topic at hand. It's like, you know, so what, (laughs) what is really friendly and what does really friendly conversation mean to those two people? I mean, um, you, 
uh, I don't know. I'm just <laughs> just random. So, so if she is getting that kind of emotional fulfillment in a relationship sort of zone, right? Out of this situation with this married man. Mm. Uh, obviously, it's not a good thing for the married dude to be providing that. The fact that the wife doesn't know is super That's uncool. That That's is super very uncool. Bad. Like, transparency has got to be the bedrock of just any working relationship, you know, whether it's, you know, working as an artist in a band or being with another human being, you know, like, yeah, you know, no one likes secrets. That's why everyone's upset with governments and things because secrets, you know, they're not nice yeah. to know that someone's holding important information from you that matters to you that you would actually genuinely like to know about. So that's kind of the stinky kind of detail in this is that the wife has no idea. And that's like, oh, that's not yeah. cool. That's when I get yeah. nervous. Cause it's like, then, then it actually does go into like the friendly talk. Like, right. So is it that friendly that it's so bad that yeah. the wife can't know? Jeffrey Epstein. But, um, <laughs> the, uh, but where I was going to go is that your friend is getting those emotional needs fulfilled in a way that is currently safe for her to do. Like it might mm. not be a great idea for her to get into a relationship with somebody uh, that she's like, actually going to be uh, intimate with in a more visceral way. This is a way for her to kind of distance herself and maybe regain some trust uh. and kind of work on herself and mm. give herself some space. So I am not, uh, you know, absolving this married man uh, for doing this. Um, if he's knowingly, like if he's just considering it a friendship, then, you know, he's fine. Uh, yeah. But I think that she's getting some needs fulfilled in this way. And and like you said, I think this is the kind of thing that, you know, just take some time and, and you know, take what did, what did you say? Take a take a cool down lap. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So, I'm, I'm with you. I I'm on cool down lap tip. That could be an important thing like we were talking about where you're not trying to just dive into a relationship when you've got all this shit going on. Uh, but so the person here asking is the friend. I know most of the details are on kind of this person. If you're this person's friend, you know more of the details than we do. And mm-hmm. you're concerned about this. I would I would confront her about the, the little things that are kind of sketchy here, which is like we said, the transparency. What's yep. up with him keeping away from his wife? That's a little bit weird. Uh, where fucking she's at? Like, is does she want more out of this? You know, what kind of things are they talking about? Even if she knows it can't happen, like if you, but if you do have that like deep seated, uh, but like I want this, I don't think that's a particularly healthy place to be in. You know, you're, you're out of this relationship, you're sober now. I feel like you should be focusing on like being sturdy by yourself. And, you know, there, like I said, there's nothing wrong having somebody to confide with. And I, I, I think that's positive. But this just, why, why this person? This is a, this is a strange, and it's a shifty it's a shifty person to have fulfilling that role i think likely you know mm. maybe maybe this is innocent but I, it 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 definitely doesn't scan fucking reading through this so i think you sit her down don't don't full on fucking go after her but just be like hey like what is what is this doing for you you know do you have feelings for this guy even though you know or you say that you know that this isn't going to turn into anything uh what's up with him not telling his wife and if she comes out and fucking confirms that those are a bit sketchy, then I would just let her know the concerns that we've been saying that are just kind of like, that That doesn't seem like a good thing to be investing all this time in and relying on, you know, given the situation that you're in. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Damn. That, that wraps it up. 
<laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> fucking, fucking, fucking nailed it. We're out here. So yeah, We're out here doing it. Be, be there. Be there for her as your friend too. You know, it, it, it's good she's got you and she's not just not in this fucking solo. That would be extra bad news. Uh, so don't push her. Just just check in a little bit and uh, see see what you can do there. Mm. All right, out of the fucking heavy zone and into some ugly ass feet, Arthur. What do we have next? <laughs> Yeah, we're about to talk about some feet when we go on a trip to the paraphilia pantry. That's right. Haven't haven't done this in a little while. Welcome to the paraphilia pantry. We're going to talk about foot fetishes for a second. But first, I got this question for you. He, 27, has a foot fetish. I, 24, have ugly feet. Hello. I need your advice. I intuited that by the fact that you posted an advice forum, but sure. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the pieces fit damn it <laughs> preferably for men with foot fetishes my boyfriend 27 and I 24 have been dating for almost a year and a half and I recently found out he's got a foot fetish he especially gets off to feet in black nylon socks he's also into sandals slash high heels and pink and black nail polish he's, so he's very specific in what he wants the problem is <laughs> I'm now very scared that his fetish will damage our sex life. I've done a lot of research on this topic, and some things I read worried me a lot. For example, there were guys who would break up with their gorgeous girlfriends if they happened to have ugly feet. Or men who couldn't be satisfied with average-looking feet. And some men don't care about the looks of a girl as long as she's got beautiful feet. It's okay for them if the girl is ugly. And that's the problem. Believe me when I say, I'm a very attractive girl. I've even worked as a model for a while. Sadly, my feet aren't pretty at all. I've got bunions, though mild, and hammer toes. The overall appearance... <laughs> the overall appearance is bony. I want to be open-minded, but I'm not sure if I can satisfy him. Should I break up before he does? I'm not against his fetish, just not sure if I'm the right girl for him. Thank you for reading. TLDR, BF Loves Feet... Mine are ugly. And that was posted by... Seriously, Sophie? Ser- Seriously, Sophie. Yeah. Tag team. Well, it. well, it's it's like, you know, <laughs> to, I can't stop thinking about music. There's a Tara Power song, song called What Is Hip? You know, it's about what even is cool. You know, like, what it, what is ugly, you know, when it comes to, like, feet like sure. this? Um, you know, you don't want to let your own insecurities just fester in your head and as you know talking about before just to explode on somebody who doesn't even know that this is boiling inside of you like you know and if he's into feet he's gonna look he's gonna have a look at her feet already right you know if they've like yeah he's mm-hmm. half, a year, half a year he's seen her feet like you know and if if he's into it he's gonna be looking at her feet probably a lot um but you know if it's something that you're uncomfortable with it's like probably a lot of relationship things you just need to have the right context in which to bring it up with them that it's not in a vicious explodey kind of way like you know talk about it to see if it's actually you know what if he just turns around and says no 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 i love your feet and then all of a sudden the relationship gets like you know a little bit tighter or maybe she's uncomfortable with that not quite sure um yeah what is ugly i mean yeah I think we should do uh, a bit of a dive into the foot fetishism wiki, as is our uh, uh, our tradition for the paraphilia pantry. 
I'm going to give you give you a uh, a brief uh, definition for anyone who's not familiar with foot fetishism. Foot fetishism, foot partialism, foot worshiping, or podophilia is a pronounced sexual interest in feet. It is the most common form of sexual fetishism for otherwise non-sexual objects or body parts, and is more prevalent in hmm. men than in women. Um, I learned something about feet fetishes a long, long time ago, and I'm not exactly sure how accurate it is, but it sounds right. Uh, the part of your brain that identifies a foot, right? So when you look at a certain thing, uh, a different part of your brain will light up and kind of determine what that thing is, right? The part yeah. of the brain that identifies feet is right next to the part of the brain that identifies genitals. Interesting. Right. So there's like a crossover, like a crossed wire. They look at the feet and they're like, oh, damn, that's sexy as hell. <laughs> and like, I think people's taste in feet probably varies as much as their taste in genitals, right? Yeah. So I maybe, yeah, like uh, not to uh, bring up a potential competitor to The Simpsons, but in King of the Hill, there was an episode Love King of the where, Hill. Just yeah, saying. so fucking Love good. Love it's, King of the Hill. It's a fucked uh, up show in a special way. Yeah. When uh, when Peggy starts, like, unknowingly the becomes a foot fetish one, yes, model. Yes, yeah. have grown <laughs> bigger they're like size 17s or something yeah 17 and a half wide i believe yeah. is their size um yeah so like some people in big feet some people in little feet maybe he likes your hammer toes and bunions you never fucking know no and in, the, and in that episode fucking uh peggy's like all insecure about the size of her feet unknowingly gets into the the fucking like foot fetish uh like fet- modeling i guess game. yeah she, she she's stomping she's feet. stomping baked beans. <laughs> yeah, I, I I think the I think the general thing here though is like this guy is the foot fetishist. You are not. Sure, uh, that was a weird sentence. But you feel me? Like this dude knows what he's attracted to. As fucking Dankmas said, you've been together for six months. I think if this is a very important thing to me, he would or to him he would have fucked off by now. And uh, so the fact that he's not, you've clearly been having sex and all that. I'm pretty sure he's fine with it. I think this is more coming from you. See that this is a focus, and like a lot of things about our own bodies, I think you know everybody's their own worst critic in terms of their bodies. You're the one seeing it all the fucking time. You got the time mm-hmm. to figure out, well, this is wrong and this is wrong and this is wrong, and uh, especially when it's your damn feet, which you know I don't know, I don't know what it is to have a fucking sexy foot, and I reckon you're the same. So you got a bunion, and you're like, oh, that's that's a medical issue. So he's definitely not into that. Uh, but yeah, maybe maybe he's like the little subcategory of foot fetishist, and they just love fucking bunions and hammer toes. Maybe the bunion? That top left of your foot pushing out like a fucking phallus so that they can suck <laughs> on it. You know, maybe he's really yeah, sure. fucking into that shit. Maybe can the I bunion? get a Simpsons reference in here? It's like Please where do. Homer Please. loans from Patty and Selma, owes him money. It's like... You know, I, it's like Homer was just about to give us a foot rub. Oh, I was going to give a foot massage. It's like, uh, and then you can move on to bunion country. <laughs> oh, no, you can start with the, the corns and then you can move on to bunion country. Like <laughs> Maybe the bunion is like Marilyn Monroe's uh, birthmark on her cheek. And maybe, uh. maybe the hammer toes... Are the gap tooth on? I don't know some hot girl that has gap teeth. They're out there. 
I feel that. I think that's the thing that comes down to that. Like we said, he's been seeing your feed forever. He's the one who's into this. Mm. Um, if you want to know more about this and like you're just kind of like, oh, like I don't know if like my feet are all right, talk to him about his fetish. Because I reckon if somebody's like really into something like that and you bring it up with them, I don't know. I think that's hot. If you're like showing interest in something, if, they're like if, really yeah. If into he likes it, that's good. Talking about it, he's gonna be like, oh yeah, cool. Let's talk about this thing. Like you know, she knows this much about it, so he hasn't hidden that much. You know, it's not like this thing that he's hiding or needs to hide. It's like she knows some very specific things about it, so he's been somewhat transparent. Surely, you know, in only six months. Yeah, I guess that, I, I think that's good. I honestly think it'll come off well if you if you bring it up with him. I wouldn't go in being like, "Oh my god, my feet are ugly." But see what he says, because if like we're fucking saying, if if he was unattracted to your feet, and again, if this was really important to him, I think he'd just be out. So I I just wouldn't worry too much about this. Yeah, you're safe. You're safe. Good shit, Peggy Hill. You're gonna be all right. <laughs> What's my favorite reference from that show? It's Bobby looking in the fridge, and he it just said, and he just goes, I, "I think it's like we're out of Cool Whip," and he shuts the door and just leans against the fridge with his ha- with his ha- face in his palms and just sits there. He just looks and goes, <laughs> "We're out of Cool Whip," and he just I think there's a two there's a two panel meme of it somewhere, and I need to find it where it's just captioned. <laughs> Dang, Miss, you ever done any King of the Hill remixes? No, it's. I actually looked into it because um, I was thinking about doing it, and it's hard because the the humor of the show has got that slow pace to it, where it just kind mm. of keeps move. It can't. It just marches forward. You know what I mean? Um, uh, I feel that. Uh, Not as I many mean, like one liners. Yeah, you know, and you, like you listen to The Simpsons and how like you know people don't always talk like that. It's got like exaggerated. Um, inflections in the voice and such that make it fun that can make it sound you know interesting in a song i could i'm sure i can come up with a couple with king of the hill but probably not to the same vein you know like i've made a hundred simpsons tracks already and it's still going i don't think i'd have a hundred king of the hill tracks and still be going sure Sure. (laughs) sweet lady propane (laughs) my car runs on propane by the way no way Taste LPG is a big thing down here. Yeah, it does not take petrol or gas. It we call it gas because it's actually gas, not what you mm-hmm. guys call gas. <laughs> yeah, it runs. <laughs> it runs on propane. Clean burning yeah, propane. Dude. It burns so clean, man. The exhaust pipe you put your finger in there, clean. It doesn't dirty the oil <laughs> either. It stays golden for like a hundred thousand miles. It's genius stuff. It runs real good. I'm gonna look into Fuck getting yeah. a propane powered car. Good luck. If there's no, go. inf- it's like Tesla, Tesla cars. If there's no uh, infrastructure sure. for refilling stations, it's worthless. I just call mm. up Hank Hill and he'll drive his motherfucking truck out and get to you, or fly to Australia because <laughs> you know the motherfucker would. Yeah, like he, he, yeah, that's the most goddamn beautiful thing I ever heard. <laughs> Automobiles running, uh, uh, <laughs> propane powered truck. Oh. <laughs> I've been, I'm, I'm interested, uh, fucking Hank Hill's, uh, American accent. You're not, you're not too far off there. It's always interesting to see the, the, the reverse of like people doing American accents. I feel like it's such a fucking thing here for people not to recognize that they have an accent. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, everything everything we consume is American. You know, we watch The Office, we watch Game of Thrones, we watch Simpsons, Futurama, King of the Hill, SpongeBob. You know, it's all U.S. stuff. There's not a lot of mainstream Aussie stuff. There's there is some things. Like, if you want, like, that cheap-looking Saturday morning cartoon that was just farted out two days before the air day and it's just meant to make kids slowly clap their hands to, look up Blinky Bill. That was our Aussie-as-heck, like, morning cartoon show. Oh, and Skippy, the bush kangaroo. There you go. There's two (laughs) to just get really inebriated and just watch and go, what is even happening? Skippy the bush kangaroo is the most Australian fucking name I've ever heard. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's the kangaroo is like the center of it, and it's like a live action show. It's not like an animation series. It's like they actually have a kangaroo in it. (laughs) I'm raising my kids on Skippy. All right, I think we got time for one more question in here, uh, which is as follows. Should I, F-22, that's the name of a fighter jet, that's pretty good, offer my mom F-46 That'll come out one day. Offer my mom with weed. (laughs) On multiple occasions, she mentioned through joke that she would try it, but doesn't know how she would react to it. We are both similar when it comes to frustration and anxiety, having troubles with falling and staying asleep and having vivid dreams. I really think she could use it. I usually smoke I usually smoke daily, sometimes a gram, sometimes a spliff before sleep, and I currently have five grams in my bedroom. I wanted to offer her for a long time, but I don't know how she would react knowing that I am snarfing J Bones. <laughs> the fuck slang is that? F twenty two J Bones. Yeah, that's some zoomer that's some zoomer weed slang. Snarfing J Bones. Okay, TLDR, my mom said through joke that she would try weed. I don't know if I should offer it to her. And that was posted by Blurf and Spoofers. <laughs> Spoofers. Blurf and this is clearly, Spoofers. This is clearly English as a second language. What, where is this coming from? That They're calling it Snarf and J-Bones. They are so, Spoofers. They are so fluent in, like, nonsense weed slang. Because, like, there's a certain amount of weed slang that's just, like, Adding SPL and like tur- calling something a something oofer, you know what I mean? Like just like <laughs> yeah, yeah, just like adding syllables to stuff. There's so much of that in there, so they're incredibly fluent in uh, in weed slang, but not necessarily uh, not necessarily English. <clears throat> Interesting. Interesting sociological uh, uh, study right there. <laughs> Anyways, she wants to she wants to share weed with her mom. She feel like she could uh, her mom could use it. She's 22, so she's like not in the house. You know, mm. is a fucking adult. Um, well, they're both adults now. I, I mean, it's that special. I mean, it's like it's weird being a, you know, it's like our turn to be the adults. You know, nearly thirty yeah. yourself, and it's like actually getting to sit and talk to your parents and just like be able to understand a full on under uh, adult conversation, which isn't like dumbed down in any way, and you can speak to them just like people. Is like I find really interesting. Like at this point in my life, um, it's like. You know, you're both adults. Nothing needs to be sugarcoated anymore. It's like, you know, uh, like looking at the comments, like the very, the very top comment by P on my neighbor, very good, <laughs> um, <laughs> says, so you know you can trust their opinion. It says, what's the worst that can happen? Will she say no? Like, you know, it's it's like as, a, as an open-minded person and a musician as well, it's just kind of like, you know, it's going to be legalized it's going to be this mainstream thing. I've seen it fix friends of mine, you know, 
musician life is riddled with anxiety driven people because there's no ladders to climb but there's like goals to reach you know there's no secret mm. source to knowing where you're going and i've seen it fix friends of mine you know not to say that it's just hey go out and go do this it'll fix all your problems forever i've you know i've seen friends who go the other way but it really did just make them sit down and realize that everything's okay like you know don't worry about so much um I'm I'm with P on my neighbor. What's the worst that can happen? <laughs> and when it comes down to it, I mean, it's a relatively mild thing. And I'm I'm even so weed's legal in Oregon, um, but I'm one of the people who it does you know give me anxiety. So I don't, I don't smoke particularly often. But even then, like the the worst case situation is you got a bit of a fucking panic attack. You get some anxiety from it, and that's not ideal. Um, but I, I I don't I don't think. I don't think your mom being 46, the fact that she's joking about it here, I don't think you just kind of make those jokes unless there's like a little bit of curiosity there. Yeah. And again, when it comes down to it, even if she's not into it, it's just fucking weed. You're not like, hey, let's go dose acid for fucking 10 hours and have a motherfucking (laughs) bonding experience. That could be madly fucked. She wants to hit a fucking bowl. It's not a big deal. She's brought it up. She's the one bringing it up. You know, so if it was exactly, like, yeah, yeah, it's not the other way around. It's like if she keeps being the catalyst for the conversation, then there are some deep-rooted stuff of like, you know, what if, you know, and you know, she says that she smokes every day, so it's and so the mum knows that, um, and mum spelt wrong by the way, it's spelled M U M, not M O M. BT Ducks, just for you guys. Noted. Yeah, yeah, yeah just we'll make a note. We'll let the whole country know. Yeah, thanks, man. Um, and you know, it, pee on my neighbor. He's he's on. It's just like, what's the worst that can happen? You know, you you know, she uses it every day, and you know, and gets these experiences from it. That'd be a very good shepherd for say for someone who hasn't had it before. You know, um, and you get the same genetics, right? I mean, like, yeah. and, and, there's at least a likelihood she's going to respond well too. Yeah, you and should. the most important thing is to not make a big deal out of it, like. You know, how you feeling? How you feeling? How you feel? It's like just hang out with your parents and just yeah. If that's what prepare she, if some, she wants to join in, prepare some activities. Prepare some activities and snacks. Yes, have something. Yeah, have something being delivered. You know, food wise or something. You know, if you make it a good experience, it's uh, gonna be a good time. Isn't that the best feeling in the world when you're fucking couch locked, baked? You're just like done for, stoned, and then the like there's a knock at the door and you realize. <gasps> I ordered pizza. I thought I did that yesterday. <laughs> oh my god! And you like hoist yourself out of the couch, and you go up to the door, and you hastily scrawl your name on a piece of paper, and then they hand you food. It's the best, <laughs> it's the best moment. Well, so fucking order some pizzas, throw on some Dankmas videos. That's if she wants to blurf a sploofer. <laughs> That's a plug if I've ever heard one. There we fucking go. Seamless. Seamless. Well, fucking Dankness, thank you so much for fucking chatting with us. I, I've been oh, so fucking happy to talk with thanks, you. Thanks for asking. I mean, like, honestly, no one does. <laughs> no, like, yeah. Every Everyone who's asked, it's like, sure. Yeah, why not? Like, people th- people say, oh, you must be flooded with, like, like uh, questions and your Twitter and such. I'm like, no, not even a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> not even slightly and it suits me just fine and i love people who reach out well, we fucking appreciate it man Th- thanks again our fucking second uh our third international guest a man's fucking worldwide now 
good times. <laughs> yeah, little, little old Adelaide, hey? Well, mate, so, well, it's a pretty good dream, mate. Just make stuff in the daydream, mate, and just send it out. And they're all like, well, mate, it's pretty good. And I'm like, well, thanks, mate. Well, if you listeners out there would like to uh, listen to some of Dank Mrs. Tracks out there, you can find them on YouTube. It's D-A-N-K-M-U-S. Dank Mrs. Uh, you can it. find them on Twitter, too. Uh, yeah. Instagram, Facebook, all the same thing. Twitch, you said that YouTube's kind of your main thing, though. Or it's Twitch, like, too, It's yeah. like the Delta Hub, really. Uh, although, for the Twitch, someone had already taken Dankmas, the Dank bastard. So, it's the <laughs> Dankmas, because I want to be see. above that other person who took yes. the username. I'm above them. I am the Dankmas. Yes, I've got the biggest head in the world. No, I don't. <laughs> well, there you go. Check them out. If you have not heard before, I recommend either Mr. Thompson... Uh, or snrub. Those are my those are my two favorites. Put it in oh, age, Mister Thompson. Man, that that kicked my ass for a month. I wrote that one. I was on tour in the middle of the country doing these little country gigs because I just need the money. And I made that in the hotel room on my MacBook while I was just killing the whole day waiting for the six p.m. show. But we had to we did a show the last night and we had to stay there overnight. I killed a whole day, and that's when Mister Thompson happened. It was. It was just to save me from boredom. (laughs) Hell yeah. I think he's talking to you. (laughs) It's the only place it could have gone. That's that's there's no other place that that reference could have gone other than right there. (laughs) Can I tell you that I am talking to you right now, the listener, when I thank you for joining us on the program and I want to thank Dankmas Wade for coming on the show. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank big, you. Big Thanks. news. Thank you. you. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you. You were an thanks. absolute delight. This was incredible. <laughs> well, no, thanks. Thanks for thanks for being super fun and like you know, just yeah. This, this was this was really fun. <laughs> it was really fun. So thanks so much. Love it. Glad to hear. Uh, yeah. Uh, just quick, uh, quick call to action because I'm I'm putting it in I'm putting it in all of them. Uh, rate us on your podcatcher of choice. Go onto your podcast app. Uh, press five whatevers leave us a nice short review thanks for the people who've done that it's a big big help to us and we need we need more we are a we are a hungry beast for reviews <laughs> um and uh yeah our interest song is the song hanging on by the band knower you can find their music at knowermusic.bandcamp.com and our outro music this week special outro music is uh one of dank Mrs. tracks put it in h put it in h <laughs> It'll go fifteen hundred hectares on a liter of kerosene. <laughs> a single tank of kerosene. What a what a joy for all. What country is this car from? I love the fly it on the no boat. longer it exists. No longer exists. <laughs> yeah, the, it's the fly that gets me. Like you know what uh, a what a noble. <laughs> Big Hank and fly on the bonnet or the hood, as you guys would call it. Yes. 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 We, we don't look in the tunk. Oh man, we we gotta hang out again. This was fucking incredible. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, if it's all like, if the recording's all wrapped up, we can still keep chatting, man. Like, this is my day off. I'm just shooting the shit, doing nothing. Well, the recording has not yet concluded. Until I go, I love you. Thanks. Bye. Mwah! Now the nice. recording is cool. I, right, I can hit, hit the. It. I can-
Take her for a test drive. And you'll agree. Zanya Vernon's lot again. is bonus content that we recorded with Dankmas. Uh, in large part, we discuss the Australian animated series The Big Les Show. So I hope you enjoy that. And uh, guess what? I still love you. Thanks. Bye. Uh, I laughed so much when you said that the burly tradesman said dollary dues. I was... I... I I couldn't even take it in at the time. I was in a hurry to go, you know, to get home and get started fixing that piece of junk. And uh, he was like, all right, man, there'll be $10. He does. I was like, okay, all right, here you go. I, I couldn't think of something <laughs> funny to say back. Um, but yeah, it just jumps personalities that show. Hey, <laughs> I couldn't. Yeah, I was taken aback. It was awesome. <laughs> the rules. All right. As the Australians say, sweet as. At least according to the Big Les show, which is my only context for Australia. Fucking <laughs> love Big Les, man. Don't get me going on the voices. Okay. <laughs> oh, I, wanted to, I wanted to bring it up when we're recording, but I figured we'd go on a fucking tangent on that for like 20 fucking minutes. <laughs> you talking to me? Oh, man. It's like, um... <laughs> Mmm, I smell marijuana. <laughs> You've been smoking joints, Quinn. Oh, dead. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> Sussy's my favorite because he's, because he, I grew up in like a small town and all of those people are my dad's friends. Like all of them. Oh, mate, what are you going to do about it, eh? Oh, oh mate, what are you talking about? <laughs> Dude, your fucking impressions are goddamn. I love perfect. it, man. I adore that show. Fucking um, Clarence. Oh, those. Co- oh, damn it. Those awful words hurt my skin. And you smell like almonds and soap. Hey. <laughs> my favorite is he's uh, he's in the fucking casino and he he gets the payoff uh, and it just says like <laughs> atop it when it goes like fucking fucking winner or something and he yeah. goes. Holy fuck. 
holy fuck! <laughs> and then it cuts to him in the fucking basement with uh, with his son, and he's like, "Stop yelling at me, Daddy's got the fucking sugar now." <laughs> oh man, I have. I have an idea here. I think we clip this little section out about Big Les because a lot of the people who listen to this, like a ton of our fucking friends, watch that. Yeah. Oh, we yes. check this at the end of the episode. Yep. That way, because I don't know. I need to hear your impression. I was literally just going to cut the sassy part and put it at the end. That was going to. Oh, be you good. just tell me. Just tell me what you want me to say, and I'll drop it in sussy style. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I, yeah, think, I think I can do a, a good mic snippers. Okay. <laughs> uh, Donnie, you know, hey, uh, hey, hey, guys, I, I'm seriously freaking the fuck out of you. Oi, Donnie, you dumb cunt! I told you to fucking have your trippy skipper on the roller coaster. You fucking skits out, drugger. <laughs> Oi, Les, mate, you're the biggest fucking drug addict I've ever met, mate. This is the. Are best you literally Jared Wright too? This is freaking me the fuck out. This dankness, I, I fucking thought, big Les. I think I think I can do a good, you know, uh, Mike Nolan. I love it when he's su- he's sucking on a cigarette. He's like, do you even exhale? What are you talking about, mate? You take a sip of coke, mate, and fucking spit it out. Then fuck, you're wasting your product, mate. Mike Nolan here, mate. Go for the local council. Yeah, vote for me, mate. Yeah, yeah, you mate. We'll figure it out. It's who I grew oh up with. I used God. to mix concrete as a child, and all those people were like the people above me. Like where the local hero was a dude who can down like two fucking like cartons of beer and then still go and play rugby. So, oh mate, he's a hero. That one look at him take those beers and run around. You know, that was the local hero. <laughs> was just someone who could drink, smoke, and run. <laughs> Low standards, man. Low That's standards. my kind of hero. What, Fuck yeah. what a hero! Oh, yeah, wonderful. and he drove trucks for the council, and he, you know. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. But, Sussy's my favorite, though, man. I'll, I'll say anything in a sussy voice. He's he's <laughs> the best. We uh, I've been going to Bonnaroo for like four years now with a bunch of people. Everybody watches Big Les, and we bring around a sign with sassy on it. It says, "What are you talking to beat at the bottom?" <laughs> yeah, the first year. The first year, one person came up and recognized it. This was probably like 2016. 2017, yeah. we got like people fucking constantly, and you're like walking around fucked up in 10 different ways, and somebody runs up and like wants to fucking do the sassy voice. Ah, oh, man, it fucking rules. <laughs> what are you talking to me? <laughs> what are you talking to me? Yeah. Uh, it's, it's just got the fucking tripper snippers, because we call weed whackers here whipper snippers. So it's a tripper sniffer. So it's like, yeah, mate. Uh. Yeah, yeah. So he's like, he's, it's it's based on the, like a weed whacker. So we call them whipper sniffers. Well, mate, it's called the tripper sniffer. You know, it's made out of weed, heroin, ecstasy, mate, mushrooms. <laughs> you know, like, and you hear the sound of whipper sniffer for like half an hour, mate. It's pretty trippy, isn't it? Yeah. Well, see, when I heard that, when I heard that line, I thought he was talking about just like a little monster running around, like a whipper sniffer. No, I need to, like, no learn he's talking Australian about a weed whacker. So he's I like have the context. Yeah, so he's like, it is. I love it because it is so quintessentially Australian. Like, oh mate, just go down the Woolies and get some bread, will you? It's like Woolies is Woolworths. You know, the servo is a petrol station, you know, a gas station. We call it a servo. Like, uh, you've probably seen the um, oh. Daryl and Damo, like the. Uh, I thought you were yeah, going to say Rick yeah, and Morty Bush that, World Adventures. Yeah, it's like. Bush World Adventures. Oi, oi, Damo, you can't give us your lighter. Fuck off, man. I ain't fucking got one. What's your problem, mate? You fucking head or something? No, I just don't want to <laughs> give him a lighter. You know. <laughs> Those people exist here, man. I live in low income housing and they're everywhere. 
Like they followed me up the driveway once as I pulled in with, "Oi, mate, do you have a a, a cigarette?" And, <laughs> and like, "No, how about a lighter? Just take it." <laughs> oh my god! Fucking fucking hell.